Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Aviation and Transport Finance Soundbite series. My name is Marie O'Brien. I'm a partner and head of the Aviation and Finance Transport team in A&L Goodbody. Hello, my name is Sarah Flanagan and I'm an associate in the Aviation and Transport Finance team in A&L Goodbody. We regularly advise clients on the registration of aircraft with the Irish Aviation Authority, and we've put together this soundbite with a particular focus on the most frequently asked questions received from our clients and the impact of COVID and Brexit in this area. By way of background, the Convention on International Civil Aviation, also known as the Chicago Convention, established a framework for the operation of aircraft internationally, which includes aircraft registration. Ireland is a signatory to the Chicago Convention, along with 190 other countries. The Convention provides that an aircraft cannot be validly registered in more than one state, but that its registration may be changed from one state to another. It further provides that it is the airframe and not the engines which needs to be registered. The Irish Aviation Authority, also known as the IAA, is a commercial semi-state company which is responsible, among other things, for the register of civil aircraft in Ireland. The register is publicly available on the IAA's website under the general aviation sector and is updated on a monthly basis. At the end of April 2020, there were over 1,200 aircraft registered in Ireland. Ireland is a popular aircraft registry for owners and financiers, assuming the criteria for registration are satisfied. Myself and Sarah will chat through some of the key queries we receive on this topic. Thanks, Marie. The first point and the one we most frequently get asked about is to note that registration in Ireland is solely to establish the aircraft's nationality. The register does not establish title or ownership of the aircraft and the IAA cannot register aircraft mortgages or third party rights or interest in the aircraft other than through an IDERA. This is in contrast to other registers, for example, the FAA in the US, which maintains a register of ownership. In order to register an aircraft in Ireland, the aircraft must have a connection to Ireland, but it doesn't need to be owned by an Irish company. That connection can be as lessor or operator, which means that even though the Irish aircraft register refers to registered owner, this does not imply legal or beneficial ownership of the aircraft, and the company reference could just be an intermediate lessor or the operator. There are a number of conditions that must be met, both in terms of the aircraft and the operator and the company acting as registered owner to satisfy the registration criteria. For example, two thirds of the board must be Irish or EU citizens. This is a different concept than being Irish tax resident and it's something that needs to be remembered where Irish registered aircraft are contemplated for a structure. The IA's fundamental concern approving applications for registration is to ensure that the aircraft will be operated by a reliable operator, adequately maintained, and that all safety requirements are met. Once entered on the aircraft register, the IA will issue a certificate of registration to the registered owner, which must be carried on board the aircraft in accordance with the Chicago Convention. Sarah, I would add uh, to that point to say that it's also possible to register aircraft with the IA that are operated in other countries. This is a, a point of interest for our international clients as it is different from some other aircraft registries. Article 83 biz agreements under the Chicago Convention, which are bilateral agreements between two contracting states, permit delegation of duties and oversight between the state of registry and the airline's home state. There are a total of 22 countries with Article 83 biz agreements in effect with Ireland. 
This arrangement has allowed the Irish Aviation Authority to further support the leasing industry and there are a number of aircraft registered in Ireland which are operated in various countries around the world including Russia, Italy, Mexico, Hungary and a number of others. Sometimes uh, lenders and owners will prefer the aircraft to be registered in Ireland rather than the country of the operator to enhance their security position and to minimise deregistration risk. Another aspect that is useful to touch on is the topic of owner trust structures, where one entity owns the legal title to the aircraft and another entity holds the beneficial title. There has been a marked increase in the use of owner trust structures for aircraft leasing, and this is likely to continue in light of the introduction of GATS. Sarah, would you give an overview of how this works in the context of Irish registered aircraft? Absolutely, Mary. The IAA does not object to trust structures generally and have confirmed they do not look behind the legal owner into the nationality or identity of the beneficial owner. Therefore, an aircraft may be registered in the name of an Irish trust company for the benefit of a foreign entity, provided the trust company satisfies the nationality and ownership requirements we already discussed. We have worked on a number of aircraft registered with the IAA in these owner trust structures. So although the introduction of an owner trust structure is more recent than is used in the US, for example, it's a straightforward process in Ireland, which is helpful to the leasing community. For aircraft registered in Ireland, it's important to remember that changes in relation to the registered owner or other details around the structure should be notified to the IAA. For example, changes to the director or secretary. This is in addition to reporting requirements around the aircraft condition and operation. Thanks, Sarah. Um, often we get asked around lenders' rights and the deregistration process uh, with, with the IAA. As noted earlier, aircraft mortgages are not filed with the IAA, but as Ireland is a contracting state to the Cape Town Convention and Aircraft Protocol and has made the relevant declarations relating to the ADIRA, it is recommended that an ADIRA is filed. Lenders and owners have confidence that their interests will be protected when an ADIRA is filed with the IAA and that the IAA will act promptly if the ADIRA needs to be enforced upon a default. The ADIRA in its prescribed form is filed in duplicate by the registered owner and identifies the appropriate authorised party. The IAA will stamp the ADIRA and will return one original, which should be stored carefully so it's available if needed in order to deregister the aircraft change the registered owner, or indeed revoke the ADIRA. No other form of deregistration power of attorney can be registered with the IAA. It is important to build in sufficient timelines to allow the IAA process these requests, although the IAA can be commended for being very commercial and efficient in these matters. The rules around security, enforcement and deregistration are clear and transparent in Ireland which is one of the reasons it is a trusted aircraft registry jurisdiction. Where an ADIRA has been validly registered, only the authorised party named on the ADIRA, for example, the secured lender, can deregister the aircraft. When financing is repaid and security released, it is important to ensure the authorised party file a revocation of the existing ADIRA with the IAA to ensure the registered owner can deal with the IA in respect of the aircraft without reference to the authorised party. Registration of aircraft with the IA satisfies one of the connecting factors under the Cape Town Convention and therefore allows lenders access to Cape Town Convention benefits. We often get asked questions around the impact of Brexit in this area and Sarah will now chat through some of the points to note. 
Thanks, Marie. Brexit has led to a number of new restrictions relating to the routes on which aircraft can be operated, but these are imposed on UK operators rather than on aircraft registered with the UK Civil Aviation Authority, but operated by EU carriers. In accordance with the Brexit Trade and Cooperation Agreement, an aircraft operating under an AOC issued by the UK CAA will no longer be permitted to fly between two EU member states as the airline operating such aircraft will be deemed to be an air carrier of the United Kingdom. However, such aircraft will be permitted to fly from the UK to an EU member state and operate on domestic routes within the UK. Notwithstanding this, it is possible for a carrier in the UK to utilise bilateral agreements, which the UK has or will negotiate with individual countries, which will allow UK carriers to fly between them. One aspect to bear in mind in relation to Brexit is that a UK-based director or shareholder will no longer meet the Irish requirements for EU nationality, and this has led to some restructuring of transactions and boards of registered owners. I'll pass over to Marie to sum up. Thank you, Sarah. We, we haven't been able to cover everything that is relevant in terms of registration of aircraft with the IAA, but hopefully the topics covered have been helpful. Ireland is the key jurisdiction of aircraft, for aircraft leasing globally, and the excellent reputation of the Irish Aviation Authority is a great example of why Ireland delivers results for the aircraft leasing community. The flexibility offered by the IAA in permitting aircraft to be registered in Ireland and delegated to another aviation authority pursuant to an Article 83 Biz Agreement is attractive to financiers of aircraft as it ensures that the aircraft is operated in another jurisdiction. The reputation of the IAA for applying the highest maintenance standards will ensure that the residual value of the aircraft is protected. This combined with Ireland's ratification of the Cape Town Convention and the IAA's straightforward implementation of the ADIRA in Ireland, which protects a financier's position, is the reason that financiers often insist that Ireland be the state of registration for financed aircraft. Thank you to Sarah for joining me for this discussion, and I hope everyone listening found it helpful. Please do not hesitate to contact either of us or any member of the ALG Aviation and Transport team if you have any queries. Many thanks.